I'm so excited the way we're going to do it. Okay, let me do a little shameless plug. This is the book that we put together for Psalms. And I know you go, oh, those books, those are silly. I'm not going to get one, blah, blah, blah. You've got to get this one. What Barb and Jeremy, I have to put, give credit where credit is due, where Barb and Jeremy put this together, this is simply amazing because, here's the disclaimer, starting tomorrow in your reading, you will actually do Psalm 1. And in August, when we get done, you're going to finish in 150, because there's 150 Psalms. But... There, it's not going to go from 1 to 150. It goes to 1, and then it goes to 19, and then it goes to 119. And we're going to go all over in the, we're going to be all over the song. We'll be going back and forth because what we have done is that we have put together the Psalms through, um, in groupings. Groupings. Okay, so like this week we're going to be doing about the word of God and what the word what Psalms has to say about praising God for the word of God. So that's why we got one nineteen and one nineteen. Of course, one nineteen, you're going to be in that for three four days, right? Four days because oh, one nineteen is a long, and we don't want to kill you. Hey, read one nineteen. Hey, I have to work, you know that sort of thing because that's just it's long. So it's going to be spread out. And then we're going to take different groupings each week. And we're going to be putting together, you're going to be reading. Does that sound fun? Does that sound exciting? I mean, I think it's going to be awesome. Because it may give, you, may, you may have gone through the Psalms a bunch of times. But I bet you you haven't gone this way. Normally, if you, if you look at your Bible, if you, generally they will have, if they have Psalms split up, it's into five books. Okay, but we have it divided into about 18 books. Okay, because here are some of the groupings that we are, that we are doing. And I took the time to write them out and to do that. But we have, we have a, um, a week where we do covenant psalms. That's God in relation and covenant work with Israel. Then we have Messianic Psalms. Guess when we're going to do Messianic Psalms? Right before Easter. Makes sense, right? Okay, we're going to do, um, we do one of David's life. We do one of Davidic Psalm. Okay, if you know anything about the Psalms, David wrote a large portion of them, at least 75 that we know of. Could be other ones, but we don't know because they didn't have the designation of David's Psalms. But... It's going to take us four weeks to get to the Davidic Psalms. Then we have, um, then we have some other ones, like Psalms that are put together that are laments. You know what a lament is? Is where you're, God help me! I'm in a, I'm in a bad way, right? Can I tell you those are the, some of the best Psalms, especially if you're going through some traumatic part of your life. So hopefully something can be really traumatic in your life when we go through that for the week. Everybody may be in a hard time. We'll do the, we'll do the lament psalms individual and we'll be helped. And I'm not praying that for anybody, but hey, it'll help you identify and get to see where the psalms are so that later on 
those psalms will be available for you. Now, there's, there's laments, individual laments, and then they'll do a week where we have community laments. Because sometimes we're all going through something together. Does that ring a bell with anybody about 2020? Crying out loud? Yeah. Okay, so those are really helpful. By the way, I just want to recognize, Chaz, thanks for being up there and we put you on the spot. And then, you know what, you kept showing up and you had two, on, two against one. And you kept showing up. It means you're going to stick. That's a great job. Anyway, so we have all these different psalms. So um, let, me, let me just try to give you some key themes that we find in the psalms, okay? All of the psalms. These are the psalms that you want to look for. These themes are what you want to look for as you're reading the psalms. Can you imagine we're going to have a psalm? We're going to read at least one psalm or a part of a psalm every day for almost a half a year. I can't think of a better thing. Because the first theme that we can look at in the psalms is the word in the Hebrew. If you look in the Hebrew Bible, this is called, it's not called psalms. It's called praises. Isn't that interesting? So, we're going to be praising God. And then, with the different categories we have, there's going to be reasons, different reasons why we praise God. Other themes. Monotheism. In all the Psalms, it talks about God as being the God. And none of the other gods. God, Yahweh, is God. And you'll see that when we, when we, when we drive into the, these, this book. Now listen, I want to encourage you. It's out there in the information center. Overwhelm Barb after the service and say, I want this, I want this. And if you can't afford it, I'll buy it for you. Because this is something that you can keep with you. I love this thing. Beautiful cover and everything. This is not the cover I chose. They picked another one. That happens every time. But this is good. It's probably, now that I look at it, it's probably a good one. All right. Then we also have bookmarks. If you decide, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this, Pastor Mark. Fine. We've got bookmarks. But you know what? The bookmarks only go to May 30th because we can't fit any more in this. We're going to be in it for so long. We'll have, so we'll have two bookmarks. So there you go. So monotheism is one of the themes. Praising God is another theme. There's creation and fall. That we come to praise God from a position of need. That we are just creation. We aren't God's ourselves. We're looking to God who created us. And that's a big theme. There's also one of election and covenant. That God is a God who meets with his people and we agree together. Sometimes we're unfaithful about that. And in, some, in one of the weeks that we do, we have a, um, what, what is called, what, what Jeremy calls, and what in this book is a penitential, where we sort of, we screwed up, God. We messed up. And I'm seeking your grace, your forgiveness. 
Then there's eschatology. That's another theme. And this, we'll see this especially in the Messianic Psalms. Even way back then, there is a reference to God coming down and rescuing his people. That's what the anointed one, this is what the Messiah, that's why they were all looking for it. Okay? We find it in the Torah, we find it in all of the prophets. Well, what, about the, what about the Psalms? I know that Jesus is in the Psalms. I know he is. Do you know why I know? Let's go to Luke chapter 24, verse 44. Now let me set the stage before I read this verse. Jesus dies. He's in the grave. You know the Easter story. And then he rises from the dead. And there's two, there's a couple of guys walking to the road to Emmaus. And Jesus comes alongside them and says, Hey, what are you guys talking about? He goes, Don't you know what happened on in, in Jerusalem these days? And Jesus says this. He goes, What things? And they go, What? What do you mean? No? And then they go rage about it. And then Jesus starts talking to them and tells them that what Messiah must do and what must have happened in order that all this was fulfillment of Scripture. Okay? He probably talked about Psalm 22. Maybe. We don't know for sure. It's not, not in, the, in, the, in the thing, but I, that's just my interpretation, thinking. And then he, they get to Emmaus. They have dinner with him. He breaks bread. They go, hey, it's Jesus. And he disappears. And so while they spent all day walking from Jerusalem to Emmaus, they run back and they get there back there by night. And they tell the disciples in the upper room, we saw Jesus, we talked to him all day, he explained the scriptures to us. And then Jesus shows up and goes, you know, he didn't have to run all the way, but he just shows up and he goes, hey, welcome, how's it going? Everybody's like, what? And they freak out, and they're loving it, and they're rejoicing, Jesus is alive, and they touch him, they feed him. And then we get to Luke 24, 44. It says this, this is Jesus speaking, then he sped to them, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the what? The Psalms concerning me. That's how I know Jesus is in the Psalms. Jesus told us he's in the Psalms. And we could be looking for that's one of the themes. Okay, there's not only just about that, but we're going to see the more eschatology of the end times, that God has a plan for us. Many people who were praising God in the Old Testament times saw the end of the road and rejoiced because the person who was reaching out to God was part of God's covenant relationship. They were one of God's people and they could see the end. Okay, one thing you need to know about the Psalms, Psalms was not written all at once. This is one of the few books, it's a compilation. Because, how do we know it's a compilation? Because we have at least one book, or one Psalm, from Moses. Well, that's like, maybe 2000 BC. And then, we have a couple of them, 
that are post-exilic. This are the, the Israelites returning to the land. We look at a lot of time that's transpired. They compiled it and they put it together. Just because they're different authors, just because it was compiled, does not mean that this was not done by the Holy Spirit, right? But this is one of the amazing ones that it puts together and ha- still has some congruity all the way through. And you're going you're to love it. You're going to be like, what? The, this, the Psalms is one of those books. Listen, I've read through, I've read through the Scriptures multiple times. But I will be reading the Psalms almost every year. I'll read, I'll come across something in the Psalms and I'll go, wait, has that been in there? All the, whole, the whole time? It keeps giving and it's rich. And remember that these are not just words written down. These were meant to be sung. These are songs. Okay? So as you are reading these this next 24 weeks, I want you to sing them. That behooves you to probably be doing it alone. <laughs> I'm just kidding, because there are some people are. But you know what? We've never been, if you look at the scriptures, we're called to sing. If you are a follower of Jesus, if you are a follower of Yahweh, songs should be on your lips. They should be coming out of you. And you know what? We have some great songwriters. Shannon, Sam, Noah. Maybe you, maybe during these 24 weeks you can produce an, one of the psalms and make that into some modern day music. Who knows? No pressure. <laughs> but you know, I do this sometimes. And did, I mean, actually, I've thought a lot about when I'm reading this, it's like, oh, I just pulled this out. This is not something written down. Psalm 17. Hear, O Lord, my righteous plea, listen to my cry. How many times have we cried out to God about it? You know? So we're doing this, we're like, oh. Hear, O Lord, my righteous plea, listen to my cry. Okay, granted. Nowhere in Scripture are we supposed to sing well. We're just supposed to sing. It should be on. We should have an attitude of praise. And this will help us on a daily basis to be praising God and to be grateful for who He is and what He means to us. I'm so excited about this this next 24 weeks. It's crazy. And it'll help us to get into it on a daily basis. I'm so fired up about this. So, um, types of psalms. There's laments, there's hymns of praise. There's wisdom psalms. There's royalty kingship psalms. There's historical psalms. There's prophetic and penitential hymns. All right. So here's a question. Okay. What if you couldn't have the entire Bible? Many Christians today, for example, live under extreme persecution and do not have the freedom 
to own a complete Bible. They just have segments of it. If that was the case, they talked to rabbis, they asked the same question. Which book would you want to have? Would you want to have one of the five books of the Torah? Would you want to have one of the prophets, Job or Daniel? The answer almost universally to rabbis where they would take psalms. And I thought, wow, that's interesting. Well, most rabbis have already memorized the first five books. They don't have to have it. They haven't memorized. But they want psalms. In it, they say, you find revelation of the nature and character of God, his relationship with Israel, and the nation's history, prophecy, everything you need to know about your creator, all interwoven in almost a childlike delight and awe. So for the next 24 weeks, I want you to act like a rabbi and be involved in the childlike delight and awe of your creator. Will you do that with me? Because I'm, I'm all about it. I'm going to let's do this. Okay? They asked rabbis, if you could only have one song, which would it be? The answer floored me. Because I was thinking, in my mind, 23rd Psalm, right? Or maybe some 119, because you got a lot of it, you know? You know, or maybe Psalm 43, which is the invitation to come and unite and be a group. It wasn't any of that. You know what it was? Psalm 145. And almost another, almost universal. The rabbi said, oh, it's got to be 145. In fact, for many of the rabbis, they said, Psalm 145 is the Psalm of Psalms. I'd never heard that before in my study. I'm like, what? That's crazy. So today we're going to read Psalm 145 together to get us in the in the niche about it. I'm not stealing anybody's thunder because this Psalm 145 is an acrostic. You know what an acrostic is? Each of the stanzas start with the first letter of each letter in Hebrew. For us, it'd be like A, B, C. Always, God, you're great. B, because you're amazing. C, cats love you too. I don't know. But you get the point, okay? That was kind of a lame one. <laughs> anyway, so it's an acrostic, and we don't get to the acrostics till like July. So you guys will have forgotten this by the time we get to there anyway. So I'm starting with 145. Let's read it together. So are you at 145? Good. All right, here we go. By the way, it's a psalm of praise of David. This is a designation from antiquity. This says it's a psalm of David. And even in the ancient literature, it says it's David. So this is not just someone coming up, oh, it sounds like David. No, this is the designation of David. So let's read this. I may pause along the way to just praise God and to explain this. So here's the Psalm of Psalms, Psalm 145. I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. 
Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. For the next 24 weeks, this is going to come true. Every day I will extol you. I will praise you. I will lift you up. You excited? I am. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation commends your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. This is one of the reasons why we're in the Bible. This is one of the reasons why Jeremy and I have said, for five years we're going to be in the Bible, we're going to get through the entire Bible, because a generation past is telling of the works of God. Where are that generation that's receiving this? Not the only generation, but right now, this is the generation in which the words that were written by another generation and by the Holy Spirit were sharing with us. Oh. And I'm just at, what, five? Four? Five. They speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty, and I will meditate on your wonderful works. They tell of the power of your awesome works, and I will proclaim your great deeds. Remember I told you, you're out there reading this by yourself? And we to, to sing? That's how we learn to proclaim. Listen, I'm nervous to sing in front of anybody, but I did it. Why? Because it's God, not me. Plus, my, my singing stinks. According to my wife. I mean, according to everybody. But you know what? I don't care, because my song isn't to you. My praise, my worship, is to God. They celebrate your abundant goodness and the joyful sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, and rich in love. Okay, verse 8 of 145 is a quotation for the scriptures in the Torah. Did you know that? This is what God said to Moses when he passed by him. The Lord, the Lord, right? It's gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. <sighs> awesome stuff. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All your works praise you, Lord. Your faithful people extol you or praise you. You want to be one of the faithful people of God? Then you've got to be a praiser. A praiser of God. A praiser of Yahweh. It needs to be on your lips. And this can help you. They tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might so that all people may know of your mighty acts. Does that say all people? All people may know of your mighty acts. And that's the, that's the Great Commission right there, right? And the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is trustworthy in all he promises and faithful in all he does. The Lord upholds all who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. 
the eyes of all look to you and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and faithful in all he does. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. Man, what a great psalm. I mean, this covers all the gambit it's about what we need, why we need to praise God. Because he cares for us. Because he's compassionate for us. That he will hear those that cry out to him. Those that love him, he will give them the, the desires. Those that fear him. Man, this is all wrapped up into one psalm. This is amazing stuff. And we are going to do this together as a community, as a body together. We are going to do it starting tomorrow. You know how often I, I, I will pull this out, I have it on my desk, I'll have my little highlighter, and as I read it, when I finish that particular reading for the day, I highlight it with yellow, because I know I've done it. And I think, okay, who at Heights right now is reading that right now the same time I am? We got roughly 150, 160 people within our body. I mean, there's some pretty good odds, right? No matter what time of the day, is there someone else from Heights reading the same word of Scripture as we're doing it together? That's a cool feeling. And it gets toward the end of the day, and I've let my day escape me, and it's 11.57. I go, i got to read the Scripture today. I haven't read it yet. Is there somebody else scrambling like me, reading it through? Because I want to be like I want to be accountable to all of you. If I say I'm going to read this on a daily basis, I'm going to read it on a daily basis to the best of my ability. We have to have that agreement together as the body of Christ. We've agreed to do this. At least I've agreed to do this. Jeremy's agreed to do this. Are you doing it too? builds unity. My encouragement to you about reading the Psalms is to get it done early in the morning. Not that I'm a morning person. But one of the amazing things about reading a Psalm early in the morning is that the rest of the day, something will come up and you go, gosh, you know, I was just reading about something about this and about what God said about this. It happens so often. It's amazing. These are just encouragements to help you Get ready and prepared to praise God intentionally for the next 24 weeks. You will not be the same. You won't be. 
fact, we'll get done in August. We'll go, let's do it again. Say, no, we've got to do Proverbs. But then we get to, you know, Ecclesiastes and Song of Solomon. Song of Songs. Yeah, baby. All right. You guys with me on this? What time is it? Okay. You guys with me on this? Raise your right hand and stay after me. I state your name. Promise to read the Bible with Pastor Mark every day for the next 24 weeks. So help me God. No, I'm just kidding. You don't have to. But this is cool. This is fun. You, I tell you, you only get what you put into it. You only do. But put into it. You know what I'm saying? Because oh, the Psalms that just give and give and give. And then you're singing. You've got a song on your lips all the time to praise God. Oh, that's good stuff, man. And it's rewarding as a follower of Yahweh and a believer in Jesus Christ. Won't you stand? Lord God, I thank you for your I thank you so much for your word. I thank you for the Psalms. I thank you, Lord, that we have an opportunity together to sing to you on a daily basis. To use the words written millennia ago that still reign true. Because you are a God that doesn't change. You are a God that still receives the praise of his people. Help us, Lord. Guide us. Give us divine opportunities to share and to sing your praises in front of any and all who come before us and opportunities to share. Thank you, Lord. We praise you. We praise you, Lord. You're a great God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.